0: Alright man, keep shooting podcasts, we're back, we're live uh, Well, we're not live, because it's recorded So, that's, uh, that's a lie, but I'm live, I'm, a, I'm alive And this is, this is live, like, as it's happening So, with that being said, this podcast will be released on Friday, September 17th And part of the reason I'm releasing it on Friday, September 17th Is because I'm also releasing my ebook slash, uh, guide for the guide hand uh, it's called the Seven Day Guide Hand Diet. It's a playoff one of my favorite books by Emmett Fox it's called the Seven Day Mental Diet uh, which if you don't have that book, I highly suggest you te- check it out. Uh, has had a uh, profound impact on my life and my hope is that you know this this piece of myself that I've created here and uh, has a profound impact on on many others uh, in terms of both You know understanding just some general ideas about shooting the basketball but you know also having that that deeper understanding of the guide hand and uh, and what it means for for our ability to shoot and um, you know I started I work with such a a wide range of players both from you know very high-level players to uh, beginner beginners you know some days it's interesting like some days I'll have um, I'll have a player come in that's you know a really really good college player uh, at 10 o'clock, and uh, and then the very next player comes in and uh, has barely played basketball before. Actually, uh, a funny funny story about that. I I was working with a kid who's one of the uh, uh, one of the top recruits in the country, and then uh, literally two hours later, I was working with a girl who um, probably has shot the basketball a couple of times. Now. I also understand that there's a point, and 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 I know that maybe some of the thinking will be, you know, you got to be careful with with who you work with because that's going to be your reputation in terms of what, in terms of what they're going to do afterwards, right? So, um, I remember always being, I remember being told, you know, eventually you have to start thinking about that, you know, from a business side because, you know, who you work with is then going to end up representing you later on down the line. So if you start working with certain individuals that maybe aren't as dedicated to progress or or continuing to work that it may reflect poorly upon you um and while i guess there is you know there's definitely there's definitely parts of that that can be true and i can see how how that can that that can happen i love the idea of working with a completely blank slate i also love the idea of getting to interact with all different kinds of players and kids and people and the lesson with a kid that's maybe not as new or not or uh, not as new that's brand new to the game of basketball in which every single detail has to be taught ends up really sharpening your skills as a teacher. And at the same time like you you start to learn things within those lessons that you otherwise may never have picked up on with with somebody at at a higher level now there's there's always the the pros and cons on both sides of it, but the reason I'm saying this is because the guide hand diet that I made um largely was spurred into action by working with players that weren't as experienced so what I was finding is that you know a lot of players that had no real background in basketball would come to me and and they would pretty much shoot with two hands and so I would try the more traditional route in terms of trying to get them to understand how to create energy in a way that you know would be would be efficient and then then trying to explain to them hey this is how we're gonna this is we we really want to, to ensure that we're pushing with one hand through the basketball and all all that kind of stuff that I've talked about many, many times. And it was hard for them to pick up on those concepts, right? So if you take somebody that's brand new to the game of basketball and all of a sudden the the fact that there's even a guide hand involved uh, makes things a bit of a challenge for them because they probably haven't thought about it as a guide hand. They haven't really thought about the role of it. They see it as... I'm just gonna use two hands to get this ball to the basket because that's how I can produce power I have no idea how to produce the power I have no idea how to produce the energy so what am I gonna how am I gonna do this man well I know the two two hands can get it there so that's what I'm going to do and so through working with these players what I found is that you know a lot of times a lot of times you'll you'll work with uh, you'll 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 see some pushback on one hand shooting and it's like, well, one-hand shooting's not, not what really we want to do because if we do one-hand shooting, as soon as we go to two-hand shooting, the old habits tend to kick back in. And I fully understand that because as somebody that was brand new to teaching, uh, I saw that firsthand, right? I, I definitely have seen that. I would start to incorporate one-hand shooting and then, um, <laughs> and then we would go to two hands and it'd be like, what, what just happened? Do we do anything? Uh, and that was never the fault of the player. That was the fault of me. Right, Tom Bilyeu always wears this shirt that says everything is my fault and I think it's the greatest, one of the greatest shirts ever created Like I think we should all wear those shirts we should all walk around that just says everything is my fault because once you start taking accountability for everything you start to figure out solutions for them and that would bug me the fact that I knew one hand shooting could be beneficial but I didn't know how to introduce it I didn't know how to implement it I didn't know how to teach it in a way that somebody brand new to the game would understand let alone I didn't know how to communicate in a way with even somebody really good at the game would understand, and it all comes back to these players that that don't have as big of a background in basketball and how they really spurred this idea in terms of how we were gonna to start to do this and also a lot of credit goes to rob foder rob had me rob got me thinking about the guide hand completely differently um through 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 multiple conversations that we had, but like as Rob always says like uh you know, you have, you, have to have, you have to kind of find your own voice in this stuff, too. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm constantly trying to do and, and, and tinkering with things. But what I found, basically, is that if we introduce one-hand shooting the correct way, uh, the correct way, in my opinion, of starting that ball relatively close to the body and ensuring this path that the ball is going to take, moving in one continuous direction from start to finish, well, we can start to produce some pretty good energy that way. Now, the cool thing about one-hand shooting is that while we're doing that, it can also force the proper sequencing, Uh, Again, another Rob Fodor type uh, vocabulary word there, but it can produce the the correct sequencing. Very rarely will you have a player that shoots with one hand that will start to move that basketball and their body will start to get ahead of it. Generally, what happens is we start to move the ball. We keep our hips loaded, you know, spring spring loaded, ready to go. And once we reach a point of leverage, where we're able to release the basketball. The hips generally then attach. So there's a lot of benefits there, um, but that can o- that also really only happens if we start with the ball relatively close to the body, and then we focus on that that push all the way through. If we start with the ball f- further away from the body, what happens is that ball ends up moving backwards, stop, and then go again. So we start enforcing some habits that we don't necessarily need. So I was seeing the benefits of that, and I could do that with pretty much any player, and I could start to they could start to get the feeling of what it's like if we were to move that ball from start to finish. Now. You know, if it's one of those things that as you start to do it more and more, you can really figure out how to be extremely powerful with it. I uh, actually tell a story within within this uh, ebook that I did about when I first started really feeling this, I was in between clients. I remember I was just sipping this Dunkin' Donuts coffee and I was waiting for the next client to show up and I was just shooting with one hand and I'm, you know, always just shooting around. But I started, you know, bringing the ball close to the body and just pushing it through and I'm at the three-point line, and I'm just, you know, swish, swish, swish. I'm like, man, that feels really good. Right? Let me move this back a little bit, so I'll go back to the NBA line. Swish, swish. And I'm like, man, I wonder how far I can take this. And so the the, the court that I was on is about, I think it was a regulation half court, uh, high school half court. So I'm about a step in front, maybe, maybe two steps in front of the half court line, and I'm just burying shots. I'm burying shots with a coffee in my hand. Um, and I was like, man, if I could only figure out how, when my second hand is introduced on this basketball, how to get this same flow through my shot, well, then everything becomes so easy. Range becomes so easy. Everything just makes sense this way, right? And that's where everything, and that's that in combination with working with younger kids uh, is where kind of my process for uh, how how to start introducing the guide hand into that process um, has come from and it's a it's a layering type process in which we we gradually build to the point where we're shooting a regular two-hand shot but uh, we after we start to get the hang of the one hand shooting we, we introduce the guide hand onto the ball uh, fairly quickly but we do so in a way that it's actually not impacting anything that we're doing shooting the basketball. So what I mean by that is that the same one-hand shot that we probably, we start out on in the begin with uh, is still the actual same motion that we shoot with, except we do put the guide hand on the basketball, right? And I guess that's kind of like where the more magic stuff happens. And, and you've probably even seen stuff on my Instagram page uh, with certain, certain layering in of the guide hand and how we do that. But, man, I'm telling you, um, there's a certain process to it that just – Uh, I've, I've seen, I've seen things click with players in less than an hour, two hours. Now I'm not saying that that meant that they were solved and everything was good forever. Oh, excuse me. Burped. Um, but it was really cool to start to see the progress that they were able to make in a relatively short amount of time. They were able to shoot some really, really good looking reps within that short amount of time. I always tell players, look, you're going to shoot some great reps today you're probably going to shoot some perfect reps today and that's amazing and that should be celebrated but the goal here is what are we doing outside of here because today you know while we're in this gym together yeah we're gonna we're gonna maybe get a little bit better but where you're really going to start to see results is what you're doing away from here right so we know that you now have the ability to shoot the perfect rep now prove it to yourself and go out there and do it day after day so um it's just really cool to see stuff like this work um with such a like I said, such a, a wide range of, of players. Um, and I'm, I'm and I'm, and I'm excited to share it with the world. So this will be the last time I really say anything about it. But, um, you know, if, if you have found any value, uh, to what I've done, uh, whether that be free content, whether that be this podcast, uh, whether it just be through answering your questions and, and DMS that, you know, that I'll do, um, man, I would appreciate your support on this one. Um, it would mean the world to me, uh, and it means the world to me for the sake of, I, I think it's the best thing I've ever made. Uh, I'm super, super excited for what it's going to mean for coaches, players, parents. And um, and that's, I mean, that's, my goal has always been just to get in front of as many people as possible, teach shooting to as many people as possible, and teach it teach it to the best of my ability at the time. And you know when that when that goal was set originally in two thousand sixteen, um I definitely didn't have the ability to to write what i what I've written and the fact that I can do it now in itself to me, I guess if I sell if I sell one of them, if I sell a hundred of them um the fact that it's done is an accomplishment right? my wife uh, who is the best, who's the absolute best, I finished it. I was uh, and I was like, all right, it's done. And she just kept saying, she said, she just kept saying, I'm so proud of you for finishing it. I said, yeah, we haven't even sold any yet. And she just looked at me. She's like, yeah, it's not about that though, right? She was like, it's about the people you're going to help, and it's about the fact that you sat down and you did it, right? You you made something, um, and it's funny when you're writing when you're doing things like this. I mean, it's not the biggest thing in the world. It's like a 40 pager, but like, you put your heart and your soul into it and. And you just want other people to be able to have that information, apply that information. But at the same time, man, and you'll like, if you get it, you'll see there's parts of it where, like, the, I'm, I'm corn, like, I'm sappy, right? I'm an emotional dude. So things like come out where I'm just talking about, you know, kudos to you for buying this or getting this. Because whether or not you know it, you've made an investment. And the more. I read, and I've been reading like crazy. I'm going to talk about that actually, but you know, this idea of investing in yourself is just so important. I'm 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 now getting into the investing side the, on the on in terms of financial more, and I'm I'm 34 years old, and I wish I would have learned about it earlier. But when but you know, school didn't do that. Um, but then then again, that's you know, I think I, there's a, there's a quote that says never let school get in the way of your education, and that's what happened. So. Um, I used to think that I didn't know anything about investing. And then I realized that I've been investing my entire life. Everything that I've done to this moment has been an investment and a culmination of, of where I'm at now. And that's for all of us. Every decision we make, every conversation we have, everything we buy, everything we take in, everything we read, everything we watch. It's all an investment on who we are right now at this very moment. And when you start to look at everything from that perspective, you you may start to make choices a little bit differently. And I get into that like I, like I said, I'm sappy, right? Like I'm I uh, I probably see things in a in a much more grandiose way than they ever have to be. But I enjoy that, man. Like I I love the idea of potential and untapped potential, and I see those quotes like you know, there's a part of you that you know is waiting to be met in the future. Like I love stuff like that because I live it, like. To me, even me doing this book is proof of that. To me, even make it like doing something like this is proof that, you know, I couldn't have done this five years ago. And that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me just how much potential we all have, how much untapped potential we have, how much genius we have inside of us. Like, it's just uh, it's just it's just mind blowing to think that you can go from from one point in your life where you're like, man, I'm just trying to figure this out, to being like, man, I really. Man, I got I got a, I lit this fire that's just ready to go. And I think we all can experience that. You know, it's just a matter of of pulling it out of you and and again, investing in investing in the right thing. So um man, if you're listening to it, I hope you get it. You can go to cmike it'll be there. Uh and uh and I would look forward to to your feedback. Uh, if you get it, post about it. I'll repost out dude, I will repost everything. Uh I'll put everything under the sun. So uh, that that's all I, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, I know that's probably the longest introduction of all time, <laughs> but uh, I'm excited I'm just excited about it and uh, and that and that's that. I wanted to talk about the reading side of things. so I, I, uh, I, I read okay, so this is this is where my mind goes and this is so this I'm just gonna give you a glimpse into kind of how I do things sometimes. One of my favorite movies of all time is called Limitless. Okay, and that's the that's the movie with Bradley Cooper in which he takes, uh, I forget what it's called, but he takes this pill that allows him to do everything. Right, anything he ever wanted to do, he he can do. Right, and and it's one. It's it's it might be my one of my favorite movies of all time. So Goodwill Hunting, Limitless. Now, is the is the acting is the actual movie Limitless that great? Probably not. However. The concept of it, it, it just intrigues me so much, and so I will watch a movie like that, and then my my mind immediately go like we'll start jumping around to well how can I optimize what I do, right? How can I how can I how can I do things in my life to make me quote unquote limitless? And then that led me to Jim Quick's book Limitless. I mean, motor through that book in a couple of days, which is absolutely you know a, a really really good book with really actionable items inside of it. And um, before that, what I had started doing, I'm, I'm reading a bunch of different books right now. I'm reading the book Paradigms um, by Joel, Joel Arthur Baker. I'm reading The Lean Startup. Uh, I'm reading The Finance of Alchemy. Um, and this is what I've started to do. So looking at everything from the investment standpoint and then having this idea of, of being limitless, right? So uh, trying to get to a point where just just continuing to expand... What you're able to do from from a brain capacity standpoint... Which means that you'll just get better at everything... What, whatever... I, I I can't even talk about it the way I want to talk about it... Because I'm not smart enough to talk about it... So I just listen to everything... Um, I listen to everything and I read everything... But what I'll tell you one thing that I've been doing... That has made a huge difference... and um, Is instead of TV... I do have my one show that I watch... I watch Billions... Billions is back... I love Billions... Now here's the thing... Used to be a Bobby Axelrod fan... Now I'm more of a Mike Prince fan. Uh, I think Mike Prince, I don't know what's going to happen. Anyway, no spoilers, but Billions, is that's, that's my show, man. That's my show. So, But what I've been doing is I've kind of been treating books like TV. And what I mean by that is I used to pick up a book and then I would make it my mission to read it. That's the only book I'm going to read until I'm done with it. And in theory, it sounds good. But what happens is you you inevitably run into some snags with things sometimes. Maybe sometimes you you're reading a book and it's just not piquing your interest how maybe the first hundred pages did. And now you're just kind of dragging through like these next 30 or whatever. Um, and you're like, man, this is this isn't doing. It. So what I found is that if I put that book down, I'll just pick up another one and I'll start reading that book. And then eventually what ends up happening is I somehow come back to that other book because something is sparked inside of me or something, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't finish that. I need to go back and finish that. I need to get through it. Blah, blah, blah. So, in a sense, what I've essentially done is my, my it's like changing the channel, but with books, right? So, uh, that's, that's has been what I've been, what I've been doing. And I have found that it has drastically improved uh, my thinking. It had, I, I just feel like I'm thinking clearer. I, uh, I love the information that I'm taking in. I feel like I'm hungry for more and more information, for information that far, that reaches far outside of the basketball side of things, but just things that I want to get better at. I heard something recently that you know, if you want to become, con- like at least like I guess maybe semi competent in anything, you know, if you can just read like the top three books in that particular area, you're going to find yourself knowing much more than the common individual. So. You know, I'm, I'm all in the business books and I'm all in the finance books and um, the self. I love like the self-improvement books, but I've read so many of them that they all turn into the same book. There's that quote that every book is written by the same author. And I think in the same in the self-improvement space, I think that's largely true. Um, but then again, if you look at it in terms of like this universal uh, oneness that a lot of different things that I've been reading talks about uh, that will be kind of, you know, it's basically saying we all share the same mind in a, in a way. And that's getting really, really out there. But uh, anyway, I like the self-improvement books, but the finance books, the, uh, the the business books, that kind of stuff is is where I'm starting to to, to lean more towards um, teaching books in general, uh, all that all that kind of stuff. So that's basically my way of saying is that uh, what I'm trying I'm trying my best to replace TV with books. I I, I really really only watch billions, and then occasionally you know I'll be, I'll be with my my wife and she'll be watching something and I'll and we'll just hang out because that's still that's still quality time you know so uh, but that's that's what I've been doing on the reading front uh, on the diet front, you know through reading limitless now hear me out and I'm not gonna say that like this is a, this is a guarantee uh, but even reading that book it, it completely switched my mindset on sleep. Uh, so from reading that books so over the past five nights now, I've gotten at least eight hours of sleep a night. Now, I can't tell you the last time I've done that. Uh, I think since 2012. Um, man, 2012, maybe, 20, I guess, no, probably 2013, I guess, is when I started waking up earlier and earlier. But uh, I can't, I, I would just wake up as early as possible and, and get my workout in. Uh, and I would sacrifice sleep many times because of it. And I have found that just in these past five days of getting uh, about eight hours of sleep a night or more that, uh, I'm just operating at a different level. That's, that's, it's unreal, man. I feel like I I told, I told one of my buddies the other day, I said, I feel like Superman. And, uh, and that's been amazing. I've, uh, I've been, I've been really watching the food that I take in in terms of the brain food type thing. So just uh, like, I mean, I always eat clean anyway, but adding, uh, much more like avocado, blueberries, um, that kind of stuff to the, to the diet more, um, obviously being very aware of, of the water intake and man, I just feel good. Like I just, I just feel incredible. I also am well aware that, you know, being able to now be my own boss and, and, and do things kind of on my own time, uh, affords me this ability. Um, so super, super, super pumped about it and, uh, looking forward to seeing where, where that takes me as we continue to move forward. The other thing that I've been doing is the cold exposure. Now, I tweeted this the other day because I think this is really interesting. And I said that the, uh, I was actually introduced to cold <laughs> cold exposure in 2010. Uh, I was living in a house in which the uh, the bills were not being paid. Now, is this my fault? Yes, it was my fault. Was I making any money at the time? No, I was making zero money and uh, and and, li- and had no way of paying the bills. So the bills were coming in. I wasn't paying them. Uh, there was a few other people living there at the time. They definitely weren't paying them. Uh, and eventually, Philadelphia came and turned the water off. And uh, didn't turn the water off. Uh, they, we just no longer had hot water. And and in February and March uh, in Philadelphia, that was tough. It was a little tough. Uh, but that was my that was my introduction to cold exposure. It's funny how like things will. I think about that now. Now I wasn't. I haven't been doing cold exposure all the time. But. The fact that that memory immediately triggered while I was taking a cold shower the other morning, because I was like, "Man, I remember when I had to do this," like I I didn't have an option, and now I'm choosing to do it, which is really really strange how things come back around, but then like so many things are like that, right? So me and being a uh, a morning person and a, f- a forced morning person, more so in terms of waking up extremely early, uh, a lot that happened because of of a mistake, like in uh, a mistake in that at the time my priorities were go to work uh make my make a paycheck don't talk to anybody do my best uh not to be heard or not to be seen just do my job so i can i can get out of there without talking to anybody because i was scared shitless of having to speak in front of anybody that was quote unquote above me or in a meeting etc so that my whole thing was like i just you know, it, it's so funny that we believe what we tell ourselves because I was so adamant about like I'm not a good speaker. Um, I'm not a you know I'm not a, I'm not confident in a room full of people. I'm not this. I'm not that. And it's exactly what I got right. Like I, that I like became that because I would think that, and it's just so far from what I'm now experiencing uh, as I start to to realize that I can be all of those things. Um, I can I can be the confident one in the room. I can. Uh, I can hold a conversation with anybody man. I was at this here. Here's something like sometimes I have these moments And I know i'm gonna i'm gonna ramble a little bit here But i'll have these moments where that don't really make sense to me at times, right? like sometimes i'll be in the room or i'll be uh, At a table with people that are so wildly successful that it makes no sense now This is this is this is the thing these people are sometimes are so successful that you would I found that the most successful people i've ever been around you would never know Right, And what I mean by that is they don't broadcast it, they're not posting about it. they are just about what they do and really, really good at it, right And I find myself in some situations that maybe on five years ago I would look at it and be like, "Hey, man, you're way over your head in these situations, but I'll be having these conversations and talking about these different you know talk- bringing up different subjects and we're and we're just you know free flowing within the conversation, and I find myself interacting with these people that. You know i consider i i i guess i consider them extraordinary but i think we're all extraordinary but i guess what they've been able to i guess what they've been able to create for themselves is extraordinary in a sense and sometimes i'll have these moments while like in the conversation and i'll be like i can't i can't believe i'm having this conversation i can't believe this is ha-. and it's just so cool to sometimes reflect on that and understand just how far we all can come and and what we're all what we're all capable. Of. I used to be afraid of going into a room at JG Wentworth <laughs> and saying why something needed an exception to pass. Like I had, we had to do these things where, um, oh shoot, what was it called? I, I forget what it was called. But you would like go in the room with the head of underwriting and and uh let's just say that we needed a uh we needed a divorce agreement to confirm that so-and-so was not uh had no legal uh right to any payments that we were trying to purchase while we were at jg wentworth and we can find it but the the divorce agreement was signed in like 1962 and all we have is a divorce decree and the husband passed away so now i gotta go into this room and i gotta say well the husband already passed away uh blah 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 there's no will whatever and you know are we good to just move by without this document and then fund this deal me going in there and even thinking about that kind of stuff would scare the hell out of me and now i'm at lunches or some places in the in some places with people uh or depend like where i'm at whatever and it's like i i don't recognize that old person and so that all stemmed from me not even paying bills in 2010 because I didn't have the money to do it, <laughs> and uh, and then being and then and then having the cold exposure, and then me going to saying me becoming an early person. This I don't even know if any of this makes sense. Me becoming an early person was was due to me being an idiot at the time. Uh, like I said, going to work. Okay, I brought it back. Going to work, head down, don't talk to anybody, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, and then go on the weekends and just party. And then just party my ass off, man. And then, you know, all that all that stuff. The drinking, all of it. And that's when I ended up getting hit by the car. And I was crossing the street. Definitely had some drinks that night. So I'm going to say that ultimately, you know, it's probably my... I mean, what am I, what am I doing, right? I'm crossing the street. Anyway, the car came. Car hit me. Uh, tore my knee up all good. I've told that story before. But what ended up happening is I had to start to get the... I had to get rehab for the knee, uh, and because I used up all of my uh, pay time off uh, with my job, just healing from getting hit by the car, <laughs> um, I came back to work, and they're like, "You don't have any more PTO left. If you don't come back, we're gonna have to probably let you go," which I think is a, a lawsuit in itself. But I needed the job, man, and that, like, no joke, I'm making, I was making thirty eight thousand dollars a year, man and and i was like i need this job i need this job so bad and uh and so i had to get the rehab for my knee now rehabs like well these are the times we have and they're they, they're giving me all the times and i'm like well i can't do it and they was like there's none of the i remember them being like there's none of these times you can make and i was like no because I, i'm i working all these times i would literally work you know there's there were a lot of there were a lot of nights i would work from 8 a.m to 8 p.m and uh and they were like, well, this is, you know, these are, the, these are the times we have. And there was the time on there for 6 a.m. And I, in my mind, I'm like, there's no way in hell my butt's waking up at 6 a.m. Uh, so there, sure enough, uh, that was the one I had to do. And so I, uh, I went to the, I went to the, uh, I was starting to go to these appointments at 6 o'clock in the morning. Actually missed my first appointment because, uh, because I was hungover at the time. From New Year's (laughs) and missed my first appointment and then I just I remember having this moment being like dude what are you dude what are you doing man like what are you doing I'm telling you man when I say like you can you can change stuff around you could really change stuff around and uh and then I started going to these appointments for my knee and these physical therapy and I started falling in love with it like really really liking it and so it was two days a week and I and I was really enjoying it I remember telling the doctor I was like Hey, what can I do outside of here? And he's like, Well, you could do this. And I was like, Well, how often can I do it? And he's like, Well, I would only recommend you doing this outside of here two times a week. So now I was up to, okay, early morning. I'd do early morning, uh, six AM two times a week, physical therapy. And then I'd do early mornings on my on my own and getting up and starting to just like run on the treadmill or just uh walk around the track. Like all this really, really basic stuff, but stuff that I was falling in love with. And what that ended up doing is um I had never lifted weights at that point, like, like really never lifted weights, and this is 2012, right, 2011, I guess it was 2011, 2012, and, uh, and I was like, I was like, well, I can't work out, I can't run every day, and I can't work out these, my legs every day, and he was like, and I was like, I can go to the weight room, and then that started me just lifting weights, and now I'm, now that's, I have to lift every single day, I have to work out every single day, um, but it all stemmed from kind of like a mistake, and then I f- walked myself into it and then made the best of the situation and uh not even sure where that's going, but you know i I guess it's just to say you just never know uh what life experience can turn into you turn into in terms of you may be looking at it like man this is the worst thing in the world uh and then that you look back on it years later and be like, man, I'm so glad that happened you know it's uh it's just one of those things i guess i went i guess I went all over the place. And that's okay because it's my podcast. And guess what? I'm my own boss and I can do whatever I want to do. So that's the way that's gonna go. Um you know, the last thing that I really wanted to, to touch on, and and I when I'm saying this, I, I wrote zero things down. I wrote no topics down to talk about, and as you could tell, I'm just I'm just kind of going through it. Uh but the last thing I want to talk about was just in reference to to some players that I got to work with recently, and how cool learning can be and what i mean by that is and and this will be short but it's absolutely incredible to me and it will never be lost upon me how how amazing human beings are in that we have the ability to learn right there's a there's some type of quote i'd say that the only thing that differentiates a man from uh, a a man from a pig, a pig is his mind, right? Everything else Or the only thing that differentiates man from anything else is his mind Everything else can be found on a pig and a horse Or a pig or a horse And it's our ability to think and process That that just sets us apart from everything else, right? It's, it's what allows us to Do, you know, be, be the most powerful things You know, creatures on, on earth, if you will But Watching somebody start to understand things like so I had two clients today that or we'll say well I had one client today that I've, we have never we had never worked with each other and watching him go from what he was doing early on to what he eventually started picking up on within with like 15 minutes left in the workout to me is mind-boggling now to attention craze social media no, no, like when i do these one-on-ones there's no camera right that is, it just doesn't make sense i don't i don't i don't do that i'll do that with very select people and that's just because we've built up friendships over time whatever but the progress that was made in such a relatively short amount of time i think even to a casual outsider they may look at that if they watched the whole thing, I think they would look at it and think not much of it. If they watched where it started and where it, and where it finished, just those two videos, you there's I I just don't think you would be able to comprehend the amount of work that went into it or the amount of thinking that went into it. But the coolest part about it was we're going through these these progressions and a lot now when I teach is is becoming so much conversation based Um, I feel like I'm just finding my voice more and more, which is a which is a really cool thing and finding my voice in my way. I think that's what I was always scared of was, um, this insecurity of, you know, does the way I, is the way I speak going to resonate? Because I don't know a lot of other coaches or teachers that speak that way. You know, I'm not like a rah-rah. I'm not really a rah-rah guy in the gym. Um, I'm very kind of like even keeled and I think there's like a certain, I don't know, I think with shooting especially, there's like a certain stillness to everything that I want to try to embody. And I want I want calm portrayed through what I'm saying to, to then resonate with the player because I don't want them to feel any type of pressure in any type of way, like all this kind of stuff. But there was a point in the workout where this player started making shots but understanding while he was doing it what he was still doing wrong. And I say that because that's such a powerful thing when if you're that connected to what you're doing, you're that then focused on the process versus the outcome. And it's one thing to be shooting and miss shots and say, ah, dang, man, I missed. It's another thing to be shooting and make shots and be like, I could have done that better. And that, to me is such a beautiful thing and it just shows as like as a a teacher like what more could I ask for from somebody that's that connected to what they're doing to the point that even though they're making shots and like and and I I guess I, I should I should have said I make it a big point to say that right so like one of my big things early on is hey I don't care if you miss shots today and you should not care either. And I know that's a hard thing to to kind of grasp. I get it, right? But your make today is on how we're creating this, how we're moving this ball, how you know whatever whatever it is. We we will will define what the success is within the shooting motion, and that's our make. Not if the ball goes through the hoop. Now, when when that happens within what the our make is defined as, generally the ball attempts to go in, which is which is a nice thing, right? But I I make the I make such a big point of that because we all want the thing we all want the goal we all want we all want to make shots we all want the car we all da 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 but what always gets lost in there is how we get it how do we build ourselves up to get that thing and that's why I mean there's just to me there's just so many parallels in life and sports and it can be such a beautiful thing and you can you can get through to a player in such a deep way but that's what i always i always harp on and when i start to see players especially within uh, within 45 minutes of starting to attach to that and then and then do it while still having amazing reps throughout the day i might add um man there's just nothing like that and there's just so many little intricacies involved in teaching that um that I'm I'm just so grateful for because I used to never get to have this interaction with people or this this much interaction with with players and being able to be in there now I can just I don't know like I feel myself growing but I feel the player growing and every player is just as much in contribution to my growth as i hopefully am in contribution to theirs and it's this i think the correct term would be symbiotic 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 relationship (laughs) i don't know but if but it's just um man it's just it's a it's a blessing seriously and uh i don't know i just thought it was a really cool thing and i hope that if anybody out there that's listening teaches that you can uh you can know that your voice is is by far good enough. Um, the way you want to do things, the way you want to relay the information, you know. I think it always, it probably always hits home hardest when it's unapologetically you, right? It's not you trying to be somebody else. So, I hope you, uh, I hope you all enjoyed this one. Maybe a little bit different from others, definitely different from the last one. But uh, I appreciate you all. I always appreciate the feedback. Um, again I said it was going to be the last time It would mean the world to me If you supported and, and, and bought my newest uh ebook slash guide The 7 day guide hand diet um, Again I think it's the best thing I've done to date And I'm excited to get better and better at these things So uh, if you don't need it Pass it on to somebody else that needs it You can get it at cmikedun.com I appreciate you all uh, Thank you so much for the, for the well wishes In terms of everything that I've been doing uh, And also it, it makes my day when you guys reach out to me and and tell me that you've been listening to the podcast and it's always uh it's always a humbling thing so you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend uh hopefully if you're listening to this on friday um and uh and we'll we'll run it back soon keep shooting